0: Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that Phil is here with us this morning. We pray your rich blessings upon him as he shares from your word with us. Do him good, Lord, and open our hearts to receive all that you have for us through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jenny. Okay, so um, I bring greetings from Broccoli Community Church. These are your uh, brothers and sisters. We're about two miles that sort of a way, Um, and uh, they are currently doing something very similar. Um, Shunu, who some of you know is probably speaking at the moment, and uh, our children have all gone to their groups as well. So um, we're part of God's family. Some of us do things slightly differently, but it sounds like we do things quite similarly. Um, A quick bit about me. Um, There are some familiar faces here, and I may have a familiar face to some of you, but also there are... Probably quite a lot of you who have never met me before and other than Jenny's introduction don't know anything about me. So very quick, Um, I grew up in Canterbury um, and I went to a Church of England church, I sang in the choir, I served at the altar, Um, so I grew up hearing stories of God and knowing about him. Um, Just before I came to college at Goldsmiths to do a teacher training degree, um, I was involved in a horrific accident in which one of my friends died. And I threw everything that I knew about God out. Um, I thought these two uh, things that have happened, or rather this thing that has happened, doesn't square with this God that I've been hearing about. However, God had other plans, um, mostly through uh, two guys who lived on the same uh, floor as me in Hall of Residence. And I ended up um, giving in to them and going to a Christian union meeting just to get them off off my backs, off my back rather, and, uh, and God spoke to me when I went there, and I gave my life to Jesus in June 1988. So I'm just coming up for my 30th birthday, um, which is has uh, only occurred to me this morning when I was uh, sort of like putting the final finishing touches. Um, so while I was at college, I met Joe, who I'm now married to. Um, I started going to Ichthus Broccoli, Um, I started my professional career as a secondary school teacher, then I was a training manager, then I was a project manager, Uh, then I became a consultant, internal consultant, in something called organisation development, which is basically how do you get organisations and people working the best together. Um, And uh, firstly, I was in the finance sector, and then the credit crunch came along, I lost my job there, and I got a job in a university uh, I did that for another five years before God called me to lead Brockley Community Church. Um, I've been doing that for nearly four years now; time has flown by. Um, and I do that alongside doing freelance consulting in sort of leadership development, team development, uh, and organisation development. I'm married to Joe, as I said, 25 years this July. Tim and Fiona, you've you just celebrated your 25th, haven't you? Did we, were we on the same marriage prep course? Well, not quite. No, we weren't, but that was... uh, I was trying to remember. Uh, There were some crazy people, so I thought that you might be. Um, (laughs) um, I love living in London. Um, I think it is a fantastic place, a fantastic expression of God's kingdom. Um, I particularly love living in Broccoli. Uh, There is so much going on there, and I feel immensely privileged to lead Broccoli Community Church um, God is doing good things uh, in us and through us, and we 're expectant of Him doing more. so that is a bit about me i 'm going to talk to you this morning about our uh, faith from this passage that Jenny read at the beginning uh, one kings seventeen verses seventeen to twenty four um, Sometimes when we hear someone talking about faith, it can be a difficult message to hear because of the circumstances that are going on in our lives and how we are dealing with those. So hang in there if uh, things that I say upset you or cause some discomfort because uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit is here and he's wanting to minister to us. And not just through what I say, but through his own presence. So, just a quick picture to get you started. Um, This is uh, often our plan for our lives. It will be a nice straight journey from A to B. It will be very calm, very pleasant. Um, The sun will be shining, the grass will be green, the sky will be blue, and there will be smiles on everyone's faces. The reality, though is often more like this. And this is something of what um, the, the widow in uh, the passage this morning experienced. Uh, she, was, she felt that she had got to a place where everything was going to be smooth running. And uh, that wasn't the case. So, a bit of background. Um, God was now providing for Elijah the widow and her son. The miracle of the flower and the oil was in full swing. They had no concern about whether they were going to eat, whether they were going to be fed. They thought their troubles were over. Um, both, Eli- both Elijah and the woman were believers. They were professing their faith in God. They were living faithfully. And um, then something happened. Their faith was tested. Faith is always tested. Philippians 1 verse 29, for it's been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for him since you're going through the same struggle you saw that I had and now hear that I still have. There's no promise in the Bible that says you will have a life free of trouble. It doesn't say that. The word of God is it's clear that quite the opposite is going to be true. That as we follow Jesus, we will have struggles, we will have trials, we will have temptations, we will have things that seem insurmountable. But in 1 Peter 1, verses 6 and 7, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief of all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So as we go through suffering, as we experience the the trials and the stuff of life, it's for the glory of God. That's why it happens. Not for, um, as some people say, you know, it's a punishment and you need to read Job to see that God was not in the business of punishing, but he was in the, he is in the business of bringing glory and purification out of what happens. Um, Zarephath, which is where the widow uh, and her son and uh, Elijah were, um, actually means a place of refining. So it's a place where... Um, Uh, where metals would have been smelted and uh, and the the dross taken off to to be left with the pure metal underneath. And uh, we were singing just now, weren't we? Purify my heart, let me be as gold. Um, So that's, that's where this is happening. It's happening in a place of refining and the experience of the widow is that of refining. Faith is tested and tried. It was unexpected. The widow was, as I said, enjoying the provision of God. At the moment, I'm, I'm enjoying the provision of God in many, many different ways. But that doesn't mean that I can sit back and relax and think that everything between now and when I enter glory is going to be perfectly all right. One um, quick, uh, quick uh, insight. Um, we have three children, um, but we didn't have all three children without any issues. Between two of our children, um, Jo suffered a miscarriage, and it was a, uh, a significant miscarriage. She was rushed into A&E. Um, she was in the crash, with the crash team, And you can tell it still uh, affects me. But out of that, I recognized that God was walking with me through it. I had to look back to see that because I felt, as as people often do, quite alone in the midst of it. Um, You know, it all happened very suddenly and I was at the hospital with no one else around me trusting in the in the medical teams but um, looking back I knew that God was with me and they come suddenly there was no hint for us that that was going to happen and then it did and we found ourselves in the midst of that pain and suffering for the widow at Zarephath it was severe the child died not that he just got sick and was a little bit poorly but he died. He, she'd already lost her husband. She was a widow. And now she'd lost her son. So she'd lost her protector, and now she'd lost her inheritance. Things that happen to us can be extremely severe. And it tests our faith. Often, the questions come one after another when things start to happen. But I don't think that it just happened by chance. I don't think anything happens by chance. I'm not a fatalist. Quite often uh, in conversations with people, they might say, oh, well, you know, it was going to happen. Was it? Do we really believe that God has so ordained everything that it just runs its course without anything shifting? I'm not, I'm not a fatalist. I believe in destiny, but I don't believe in fate. God was in it with them as much as he was in it when they, when they were receiving provision. He didn't withdraw. He didn't pull back. He was still there with him. God was putting Romans 8:28 into action. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. He was working already in the heart of the widow. All that happened was to bring glory to God. So, next picture, Scott, thank you. The collapse of faith. What happens when we come into situations is that our faith can sometimes collapse. And some of those questions, where's God? Why me? Why is this happening? What have I done? Why, am I, why is this happening to me here and now when everything was going so well we can quite quickly turn from faith to reproaching God to blaming God I know that's what I did um, after the uh, car accident that I was in Um, and uh, I I thought no God you're you're not the person that I thought you were meant to be And so the widow's faith temporarily collapsed, a bit like the scaffolding in this picture. And possibly she became an unbeliever, like I did. God was not part of the picture. God was not part of of her life at that point. And she started pointing the finger. She pointed the finger at, uh, at Elijah and said, it's all your fault. It's you. Why have you done this to me? What have, I, what have I done that you've brought this upon me? But she was also, in that testing, she also became aware of her own sin. She said, what have I done? What is it that I've done to um, to cause this to come upon me? And um, again, in in scriptures, in psalms and lamentations, there are times when uh, the writer calls out to God and says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And then in Lamentations, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. That's uh, Lamentations 3 verse 40. So in the midst of that suffering, in the midst of God apparently not being there the widow was uh, exercised to examine her heart so that she was then purified so that uh, that gold um, came to the surface and the dross could be um, scooped off but Elijah's reaction was totally different Whereas the the widow lost her faith and questioned God and, uh, um, you know, sort of uh, ranted about the situation, although Elijah couldn't understand the reason for the tragedy, didn't, you know, he gave no insight as to what was happening or why it was happening, he knew what to do in that situation. He knew what he should do. Um. So that's where his faith uh, came to bear. So um, whereas uh, the woman's faith collapsed, Elijah's faith went into action. Um, I don't know how this makes you feel. Um, I've been potholing a few times and I really enjoy this sort of sense of being... This is called the Cheese Press. It's in Yorkshire Dales. um, And it is just about... Um, as you can guess by the name, just about uh, wide enough to crawl through it. Some people that will be horrendous, and that—that is—that can be a, a reason why I chose this. Is that can be a picture of how we can respond to situations, because we can find ourselves in a position where we we're not sure what's going on, and some of us can feel constricted and claustrophobic. In that, and not not feel that we can we've got the air to breathe, and other people their faith is exercised, and there's no no judgment in that. That's just how we respond. People respond differently. I showed this picture to my wife, and she said, "No, it's like i have shown her shown her an arachnophobic a picture of a spider." She was just, "I don't want to go there. I don't want to do it." For me, it's just just to, there is so much rock above this above this person and it's it's not moving anywhere it's not going anywhere and uh, you can you climb through it and then there's another bit a bit later on and you go along and you go down through a tunnel and you go underwater and then up the other, oh. anyway um james said in the same way faith by itself if it's not accompanied by action is dead but someone will say you have faith i have deeds show me your faith without deeds and i will show you my faith by my deeds do you believe that there is one god good even the demons believe that and shudder you foolish person do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless as our faith rises we're called to action we're called to engage we're called to get to grips with what's going on and uh, and that's what elijah did he didn't run away he didn't cower he didn't go and uh, start ranting at God, he knew that he could act with his faith and in faith. So it kept, he kept calm. Faith keeps calm. It's not to say that we don't have an emotional response to it. It doesn't mean that we don't um, express ourselves. But our faith in Jesus is secure because it is on Jesus who is the rock, the rock who doesn't move the foundation on which we can build our lives. He's trusting God in spite of what is going on. He's gentle, he's calm, and he didn't go into reproaching God. That's not where he went with it. Um, Faith trusts God when we can't see his purposes in it. Um, Elijah could not see what God was doing, but he knew it was for some wise and loving purpose, so he was willing to trust God, even in the midst of, um, pain and suffering. He submitted the trial to God. He he prayed, he took it to God and said, Lord, you are the Lord of this situation and I'm going to trust you. Heal him, bring him back to life. And that's what happened. By faith asking for what is humanly impossible. Faith helps us to see beyond what we see with our, our physical eyes to what we can see in the spiritual realms. And faith is always honoured by God. Not necessarily honoured in the way that we might hope and want to see it honoured, but certainly honoured. And it will never be disappointed. Faith is never disappointed. Faith in God, he will not let us down. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Just, he doesn't do it. It's not in his character. I've got a conversation going on with one of my children at the moment about the character of God. And that's one of the things I said. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. He won't run away in a crisis. He won't shut you out. So, what's the fruit of faith? Next picture. Faith revives and restores as we get hold of faith as we get hold of god through situations like that he gives us a fresh view of who he is of what he's about of his character of his personality and what he's what he's doing our faith is strengthened our faith our expectation rather of what is possible increases as we see god move in one situation we think, well, if he's moved in that situation, he will move again. Uh, there's a young lady in our congregation, and uh, she was suffering uh, with a uh, sort of a chronic illness for the best part of a year. And uh, we felt, as a congregation, we were called to pray. And we kept praying, and we kept praying, and she kept saying, no, I'm still sick, still sick. And we kept praying, we kept praying, and we kept praying. And last week, she stood up and said, God has healed me. Hallelujah. And uh, on Instagram I saw last night she went for the first run Um, she used to do quite a lot of running she went for her first run in about 18 months uh, yesterday and was just celebrating that but that was a long you know, not as long as some people but that was a long time to keep praying but we saw God move and it fills me with faith that we can pray for others in our congregation who are sick and have been sick for some while and uh, so Faith builds faith. uh, Faith purifies our lives as we bring those things and we recognize something, or rather God shows us something in our lives that uh, we need to deal with and it builds the faith of others. As we speak out what God is doing, faith in other people rises and they think, if God can do that in that situation, he can do it in my situation. If he can do it there, he can do it here. So, getting to the end, um, some pictures I've put up during my talk. What's God been saying to you? What's the Holy Spirit been whispering to you as you've been uh, listening to the words that I've said or looking at the pictures on the screen? Is life difficult for you at the moment? And you need his reassurance that he is with you. You need to hear that word. I'm with you always. Maybe you've got a sense that you're in a place of being refined, that God is doing some work and it's uncomfortable, it causes a dis-ease in your spirit, but it will come through to a better place. Uh, maybe you feel that your faith is being tested and you're calling out to God to know more of his presence with you in it. Maybe even that your sense Uh, you have a sense that your faith has collapsed somewhat because of circumstance or because of difficulty. And uh, this morning you need his strengthening and his encouragement. You need him to rebuild your faith, to hear that word. Um, Or maybe uh, you've got a desire to respond through faith. You don't walk with Jesus at the moment, and actually you want to. And that gift of faith is uh, in the um, one of the letters, I forget slips in my mind at the moment, but it talks about a gift of faith. Maybe that's a gift that you want to receive this morning, or maybe you want to celebrate, you want to celebrate your faith being restored or renewed through uh, something that God has done recently. So each of those pictures sort of fits with something different there, and it'd be wonderful to pray with. Uh, with one another, um, one of the things that we uh, do at Broccoli, you may do it here, is that uh, we encourage people to pray uh, with people that are around them. Um, that uh, we talk about body life. You do that, yeah. So uh, you, it's not a big thing about coming out the front, but sometimes that's the right thing to do as well. So just to finish with, there's a, a quote from Warren Wearsby Weersby, The bumps are what you climb on. If you've ever tried to climb a mountain and it's just been uh, a, a scree slope, you know, where there's lots of shale and everything and it's come down and you try and climb, you, you do so much effort to get anywhere and sometimes you climb up and you actually move down because the, the scree all moves underneath you. But you go up a path that is full of boulders and rocks and, uh, you know, sort of short climbs and you make progress. It's hard work, but you make progress And it. So it's the bumps that you climb on. So whether, if you're in a place of testing or trial, you are in a place where you can climb, where you can uh, go further with God. So don't despise the bumps. Climb on them. Um, just as, I, as we were worshipping earlier, I um, had a couple of words um, just to share, and then I'll hand back to Jenny. Um, particularly given what I've been speaking about uh, I don't know whether there's a lady called Jill here and this might, even if you are here uh, this might not be quite on spot on but I'll go with it but um, you're asking for faith for a particular situation Um, and uh, it currently appears hopeless so if that's you and uh, you're calling out to God it be great to pray for you. Even if your name's not Jill and that, appears, uh, that applies to you, then uh, let's, let's pray with you because God wants to speak faith and hope and restoration to your situation. Um, and secondly, okay, I'll give this person the name Peter. Again, who knows whether there's a Peter here or not. You Well, Nigel will. Um, but there's a, a word for you that Christ wants to strengthen your foundations in him. You've got sense that your foundations are a little bit wobbly, and uh, he wants to bring a word to you to, um, to bolster them and to show you that they are foundations that you can stand on, that he is the rock. Peter, interestingly, means the rock. Um, and um, I don't know your name. Um, you were leading worship. Alison. Alison, um, um, very real sense that you are a warrior for Christ and that your worship is uh, to be used in battle. So um, just to be good to, to pray into that as well. So I'm going to hand back to Jenny. If either of those words um, apply to you, then it would be great to pray with you, for you. But otherwise, I encourage you, as we worship, to pray with one another. And to whether or not anything has particularly resonated with you, to pray more of the Holy Spirit, more of God's presence in each other's lives. Because as that happens, we live our lives outwards. We live our lives in a way that people around us think, there's something going on in that person, and I want to know what it is. So let's pray and minister to one another, whether or not there's something specific or not. I I can pray for you as a whole? Yeah? Okay, Let's, uh, let's stand. If you want to. Let's uh, let's stand if you want to, if you're able. Lord Jesus, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We know, Holy Spirit, that you are already present. And when we say, come Holy Spirit, what we're saying is, come more fully into our hearts. Come more fully into our lives. Help us to see where there is uh, stuff which needs to be dealt with. Help us to see where... We need to call to you. Help us to see where we need to turn our eyes to you afresh. And as you come, Holy Spirit, minister to us. Minister through us to one another and out into the world around us. That we might be able to know and share the love of God in all its fullness. In all its fullness. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing through this congregation, through this part of your body. And we say more, Lord Jesus, more of you, more of your presence, more of your power, more of your person in this place and in the lives of those that come here. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord.